So we're firstly going to read from Isaiah chapter 40, uh, beginning at verse 12. Verse 12. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand and marked off the heavens with a span, enclosed the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in a balance? Who has measured the spirit of the Lord or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice and taught him knowledge and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket and are accounted as the dust on the scales. Behold, he takes up the coastlands like fine dust. Lebanon would not suffice for fuel, nor are its beasts enough for a burnt offering. All the nations are as nothing before him. They are accounted by him as less than nothing and emptiness. To whom then will you liken God? Or what likeness compare with him? An idol? A craftsman casts it, and a goldsmith overlays it with gold and casts for it silver chains. He who is too impoverished for an offering chooses wood that will rot. He silks out a skillful craftsman to set up an idol that will not move. Do you not know? Do you not hear? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers who stretches out the heavens like a curtain and spreads them like a tent to dwell in who brings princes to nothing and makes the rulers of the earth as emptiness. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown. Scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth when he blows on them and they wither and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me if I should be like him, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see who created these. He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength, and shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Our second reading comes from the book of Proverbs, uh, on page 636. And this is from Proverbs chapter 3, from verses 5 to 6. Proverbs chapter 3, on page 636. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make straight your paths. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Andrew. Well, uh, 
This is uh, an all-age service, so I need some participation this morning. And our, our heading is Trusting God in All of Life. But before we get into it, let's bow our heads and pray. Lord, we pray that we may be filled with the knowledge of your will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that we can walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. Amen. So this morning, I want to ask you, what is a funambulist? Okay? So, is a funambulist, first of all, a comedian? That's your first option. Second, is a funambulist an ambulance driver? Or thirdly, is a funambulist someone who enjoys playing board games? So, first of all, if you think a funambulist is a comedian, put your hand up. Okay, we've got one or two comedians in our midst, great. Um, if you think a funambulance uh, is an ambulance driver, put your hand up. Okay, one person fallen for that. And then if you think a funambulist is someone who played board games, put your hand up. Hey, that's about half. Well, you're all wrong. <laughs> a funambulist is a tightrope walker. So, in 1859... There was a French man who renamed himself Charles Blondin. And he decided that he would walk across the Niagara Falls on a tightrope. The rope was 400 metres long. So if you want in old money, that's 1,300 feet. It's long. It was also five centimetres in diameter, a couple of inches... And because of the weight of the rope, there was a huge sag in the middle of it as it stretched across the river. 25,000 people turned up to watch. That was a lot of people, particularly in 1859. And at 5pm, he started. And he made it all the way across to the other side, but not before a few people fainted because they thought he was going to fall off. And a chap called Harry Colford, Colkard, his manager, organised everything. Well, he then decided he wasn't satisfied with that, so he then got a wheelbarrow and he pushed a wheelbarrow right across the rope to the other side. And then he said to the people who were listening and watching, he said, do you think I could put someone in my wheelbarrow and push them across the rope? And they all said, yes, we think you can do it. He said, who wants to get in the wheelbarrow? And you know, nobody wanted to get in the wheelbarrow. A couple of weeks later, with the President of the United States there, he decided to cross the rope again. But this time, after crossing it, he said to Harry Colker, his manager, I'm going to give you a piggyback. 
Yeah. If he offered you a piggyback, what would you say? But Harry Colkard got on the back of Blondin, but before he did it, Blondin said these words to him. He said, look up, Harry. You are no longer Harry Colcord. You are Blondin. Until I clear this place, be a part of me. Mind, body and soul. If I sway, you sway with me. Do not attempt to do any balancing yourself. If you do, we will both go to our death. And so our verse this morning says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. Blondin made it to the other side of the rope with his manager having a piggyback. I don't know whether he kind of choked a little bit in the middle or how he managed to hang on, but he moved in unison with him. He swayed. When Blondin leaned, he leaned with him. Didn't lean against him because that way they'd have gone down and they would have both died. But some of the support ropes, but they had support ropes to stop it swinging. Some of the support ropes snapped with their combined weight. But when you trust in God, the ropes never snap. God is just completely and utterly reliable. Now, when we follow God, we have a new identity. We are new people. We've been made God's children. And we're to be part of his new identity. Mind, body and soul. We belong to him. And when we put our trust in God, we don't lean on our own strength. We trust God for that. And God doesn't sway. He's a rock. And he's completely reliable. And he's completely dependable. Now, one of the things that we're in danger of doing with this verse is lifting it out when we've got a problem. Now, it's great that we can do that. But you know, this verse is for all of life. Not just when we run into problems. So, let me ask you, who might you trust today? Well, here's your first option coming on the screen. I want you to put your hand up if you trust this man. <coughs> well, that's surprising, isn't it? I think that is 0% unless I've missed somebody or somebody's quietly going like that. I'm a Boris supporter. Never mind. Um, okay, so no points for Boris. Here, here comes number two. How many people would trust this man? Because he'd probably end up being the next president when he sprung from jail. Nobody, we're not doing very well here. Okay, number three. Um, president Zelensky of Ukraine. Who would trust this man? Oh, we've got a few hands going in sympathy. Yeah, okay, great leader. Done really, really well. Okay, finally, who would trust this man? We've got some hands going up. That's great. Even in his prison uniform. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. So, 
mercifully this morning. You don't have to trust any of them, although it would be really nice if you trusted one of them. But God says we must trust in him. But can you spot from our verse this morning how we're supposed to trust in God? We're supposed to trust in God, what do we read? With all of our hearts. Have you ever said to anyone, I love you with all of my heart? Basically what you mean is, I'm all in. I don't have room to love anybody else. I love you fully and completely. We're told to trust the Lord all in completely. Now we need to be very careful we don't put our trust in anything else. Do you remember this from an all-age service last year? It's really heavy, isn't it? Do you remember this? My, my, my bar of gold? Well, um, it's really heavy. It's one kilogram. And it's worth £50,000, okay? Now, I've got a special offer this morning. Would anybody like to buy it for 40000 Immediate bank transfer sold as seen. Well, do you know, this whole world wants to get as much money as it can for each other. The dream is to be wealthy. The dream is to be rich. Gold is really heavy. But do you know, money won't provide the answer to life at all. Don't put your trust in money. That was supposed to hit the carpet, not the edge of the stage. But it's very heavy. It was very difficult to throw. But you can't put your trust in money because money comes and money goes. We're not to put our trust in education. Education's great. I wish I'd made more of it when I was younger. But you can't put your trust in it. You can't put your trust in having a great job, a career, or even in a person. Now, don't get me wrong this morning. It's good to have enough money to live comfortably. It's great to have an education. Make the most of it. It's good to have a career. These are God's amazing good provisions for us. But we mustn't put our trust in them. Our verse says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. That means 100%. How do you trust more? Well, um, to trust someone, you need to get to know them. Now, Blondin's manager jumped on his back and went across that tightrope because he had confidence that Blondin could make it and do it. He knew him. He'd seen him practice years and years and years of, 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 of practicing and time. If we are going to trust God, then we need to make sure that we get to know him more so that we can trust him more. How do we get to know God more? Well, we read the Bible. 
We come on a Sunday morning where we can hear God's word being explained to us. We spend time praying. We spend time listening to people's testimonies when they talk about what God has done for them. And do not lean on your own understanding. Do not happens when you lean on your own understanding. You fall over. So we must trust God completely with our lives. He will never let us down. Isn't that amazing? God will never let us down. He'll never disappoint us. He won't sway like Blondin did. In fact, those verses in Isaiah, let me just read um, a couple again. Because they tell us how big and how amazing God is. To whom then will you compare me, this is God speaking, that you should be like him, says the Holy One. Lift your eyes on high and see, look to the stars, who created all these? He who brings out their host by number, calling them all by name, by the greatness of his might, and because he is strong in power, not one is missing. That's how big our God is. But we also read, he gives power to the faint. To him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths, even young people shall faint and be weary and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord will renew their strength. They will mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. God promises this morning that he will take us through the whole of life. What does the song say that we sing together sometimes? I can't remember the exact words, but when good things happen, he'll be there with us. When bad things happen, he'll be there too. And right at the end of our lives, as we trust in him, he will take us through death itself to eternal life. Let me ask you this morning, have you put your trust in God? Have you put your trust in God for the very first time? Because this morning, God calls us to put our trust in him. And if you've never done that in your life, then this morning that will be a brilliant time to say, God, I trust you. I trust your word. And then as a believer, as a follower of Jesus, how much do you trust God? Do you trust God as much as you should do? I don't. I'm still learning to trust God. So trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. That's part one. We're going to sing and then we'll come to part two. Please grab a seat unless your name's Jenny, in which case come to the front and also Jill. And I think I've got loads of helpers that are going to come to the front and Jill's going to organise you in a moment. But first of all, you're really looking forward to this, Jenny, but we're going to blindfold you. Okay. Oh, before we blindfold you, see those chocolates? Mm -hmm. they're, they're yours if you can get them. Okay. 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 Blindfold on. Right. Now, my people here, I'd like... Two or three people here, okay? A couple of you here, a couple
Come down. Brilliant. Excellent. I'd like a couple of you across here guarding the chocolates. Two people. Yeah, you can you come here, guard the chocolates with me. Two of you guarding the chocolates, brilliant. And I'll have a couple of people up there. One more up here. Okay, you guys come here. You can stand on the bottom one if you like. And there you go. So now here's 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 the task. So first of all, you have no idea which way you are facing. Right. So I'd like you to try and find the chocolates. Now, I'm going to give directions, but so is everybody else. Now, you to walk really slowly, and I'll catch you when you fall, okay? <laughs> right. So, are you ready? One, two, three. Now, I want you to go forward turn and left. move. Turn left. Turn left. Go right. Go right. Go right. Go, go forward. I have to turn you there. Go forward. Forward. <laughs> turn round. Turn round. Go back. Go back. Turn round. Okay. Quiet. Quiet. Jenny, I'd like you to turn anti-clockwise through 87 degrees. <laughs> Slightly more. Now I'd like you to walk forward, please. Now I'd like you to turn slightly to the right. Keep going. Forward. No, no, that's too far. <laughs> Straight forward. All the way. <clears throat> Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Stop. Put your hand out to the right. Further to the right. Well done. Okay, thanks guys. Well done. Go sit down. Thank you. You can have the chocolates, but you have to share them with everybody afterwards. Okay. So, in this second part, we're thinking about in all our ways, we are to acknowledge him, that's God, and he will make our paths straight, or he will make straight your paths. So when we acknowledge God, it means know, recognize, and it means following God in all of our lives. Now, this is linked to the last verse. Because the last verse is about trusting God. And this is about letting God order our lives. Now today, God speaks to us through his word, the Bible. You won't get a voice beaming down saying, turn right, turn left, go forward. And, and also, you won't have lots of other voices um, telling you to, to, to kind of do other things that just come from the sky. But God tells us in our word, in his word, that we need to acknowledge him. We need to know him. We need to follow him. Now, his instructions to us in the Bible are really clear. So, what do you need to do with instructions, guys? Particularly if you're a man. You need to actually read them. 
So if we're going to let God make our path straight and guide us through life, we've got to read his word, the Bible. We've got to know it. We've got to love it. But the world in which we live will give us wrong instructions. Instead of pointing towards God and Jesus, the world will want us to turn away and look in other directions. It wants us to turn away from Jesus because the world wants us to order our lives in a way that doesn't honour God. So the challenge for us this morning is, are we going to live life God's way? Interestingly, when we don't live life God's way, that's what the Bible calls sin. That's living lives our way for me, for what I want. So this verse, it requires us to do more than just admit that God exists. It's about knowing God in our lives. Knowing God in our lives so he can shape our lives. Knowing his commands. Knowing who we want to trust to lead us through life. And it's about every part of life. Now, there's a danger that we might just think this is a verse to pull out when we've got a problem. And there are times when we particularly need to turn to a verse like this. Like, what university should I apply to? Isn't it a really good idea to pray and say, God, what university would you like me to apply to? What GCSEs should I choose? Who should I start a relationship with? And a jolly good idea to ask God for his leading and guidance in that one. Now, of course, we turn to a verse like this when we have particular decisions that we need to make. But it's much broader and deeper than that because this is about our attitude throughout the whole of life. It's about trusting God with all of our life, day by day, not just when we want it at special times. And, did you spot, it's command. That means if you're following God, if you're following Jesus in your life, you are told to do this. You are told to acknowledge him because he will make your paths straight. It's a command and it's a command that comes with a promise. Some translations translate this verse, he will direct your paths. But regardless, it's about God who is in control. God who made all the amazing stars, the vastness of the universe, is the God who is in control of our lives. So, That means we can trust him. We can trust him with our lives. We can trust him with our decisions. We can trust him with our future. It doesn't mean that life is going to be easy. But the Bible does tell us that when we follow Jesus, he walks beside us every step of the way. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. He never disappoints us, never abandons us. And he never teases us. 
He promises to walk through life with us, leading us and guiding us, if only we'll trust him. And as we trust him, he will guide us. He will give us the strength to deal with every hurdle that we come across in life. And some of them are big hurdles. And one day, when this life runs out, he will lead us through death to heaven itself. Proverbs is all about living our lives with God's wisdom. Choosing to walk God's way, not our way. The verses that I read at the start, let me read them to you again from Colossians chapter 1. Paul prays, and he prays that the church in Colossae, the Colossian Christians, may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all spiritual wisdom, that's a Proverbs link, and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. This week... Why don't we pray for each other? That's an amazing prayer that we can pray for each other, isn't it? That we will grow in wisdom and knowledge of God. So what do we need to do this week? We need to learn to trust God in everything. We need to learn to put him first because he will lead us through lives to our lives. And if you're anything like me, when you come to a particular moment that needs a decision, I go into flowchart mode in my mind. And I can see loads of different options and possibilities that I then start to analyse and work through. This passage teaches me that I need to stop and say, God in heaven, you've promised that if I trust you, you will guide my ways. Please help me to do that. And the guidance that you will receive will come as you read God's word and as you spend time with him and get to know him. So if you really want to be guided through life, then you need to know your Bible and you need to get to know God, get to know Jesus more as you read it day by day. So, what do we need to do? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make straight your 